ओम सहनावबतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकरवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विशावहै ओम शांति 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 ही सर्वभूतस्थमात्मानं so we have an incomplete analysis that's why the big however the shifting Atma and Anatma has a purpose. So it's a temporary way to delineate that which is to be known. You know, to delineate the object here which is the subject to be known. You know, like when you remove the husk and the paddy through this process called winnowing. You know, you must have seen this in India where you stand on a small hillock with this, uh, you know, uh, a kind of a um, basket, a winnowing basket, which, which is high on one side and flat on the other. It's in, in, in the shape like this kind of a squarish basket. And then you stand there and just shake it. And the wind, you stand against the wind. And so the wind itself takes all the husk and leaves the paddy. So this is what you have to do because that, you know, that paddy has to be delineated from the not paddy, correct? Yeah. So the non-paddy, which is the husk, is let go of and the paddy is delineated, you know. But then that's not the whole story even in the rice because the rice you, uh, you know, buy in the market. What does it say? It says reconstituted with B vitamins. <laughs> Then the husk is brought back because the husk is part of this. Ultimately, you say, you know, in a way, because what is whatever is important in the husk is brought back. And now, like this, even in the Atma Anatma business, having done what is called the Tvam Pada Vichara, it is just a small operation happening, happening on this side of the equation. You know, anybody who's done mathematics or geometry, this, this is what we do. We solve one side and then go to the other side. So this is just an internal operation connected to the word thwam. An enquiry into the word thwam, where the word thwam, or rather let us convert it into aham, where the word aham is sifted from everything that is naham, 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 naham. So the sifting is taking place. Then we are left with this aham, which is asanga, which recognizes itself and recognizes everything else, which is the only thing that is not an uh, object, the only subject that recognizes all other objects. This is what we are left with. Correct? Is this enough? No. Why? Because then we are left with two things. Atma and Anatma. Now where where should where should we store Anatma now that we you know we cannot dispense with it, we cannot dismiss it. It is now here because we have divided the whole jagat into two. Atma, which is I, and Anatma, which is all this. Idam pratyaya gocharaha and aham pratyaya gocharaha. This is only half the job. This is only one side of the equation. Then there is a lot left to do. First, we have to find out what is this Atma really. It's not enough to say it is ana not Anatma, you know, that is the double negative definition. <laughs> First, you say Atma and Anatma, then you say, you know, not Anatma is Atma. That, you know, I am not the house, I am not this, I am not that, I am not that, I am not that. But then what are you? Then you have to go to what is this, the other side. And similarly, you have to do the same operation on the Tat side. Tat, that, that operation of delineating what this Tat is, is called naturally 
tatpada vichara. So we have two kinds of enquiries. Vichara means enquiry. Tvampada vichara and tatpada vichara. And in the word tat also we have to see what is this tat. And then we are we see in the classes that this tat is nothing other than sat. And this is how the Chandogya Upanishad you know starts with. The Chandogya Upanishad starts with the word sat and concludes with the word tat. To show that the sat and tat are one and the same. Beautiful. Sadeva Somya Idamagre Asit. In the beginning, my dear one, Shvetaketu is told by the father turned teacher. All that was there was Sat. In the beginning, Idam Agre means before all this, before the things of the this cognition arrived, all that was there was Sat. Then what happened? Then what about all this? Which category should I, you know, put this Anatma into? And Shvetaketu is told, Vak Arambhanam Vikaro Namadheyam. All that I call Anatma, over on the other side when I did that operation, all that I say not I, or all that is, to put it in another way, Idam Pratyaya Gochara. All that is nothing but, you know, what is that? Sat. So what is this then? What is the, the, this cognition, idam pratyagochara, what is it? It is just dependent on vak. Vak alambhanam, vak arambhanam, whose beginnings and whose whole being of the this cognition objects, objects falling under the word this cognition, objects that are qualified by the phrase this cognitions, objects that are observed by the eye, they all are just have a flimsy existence of being dependent on one's speech. Vak, Arambhanam, Vikaraha. Vikaraha means they are a modification as it were. Modification of the speech. Everything that we call Anatma, everything that is belonging to this cognition does not have a being other than my own speech. Think about that. This is, you know, phenomenal. This is revolutionary. So when I say pot, what is pot, really? You know, what is pot? Then, you know, of course, the people who have been taking a few classes will say, this is not pot, this is clay. <laughs> pot is nothing but clay. Yes, we know that. We know that the pot is nothing but clay, pot is clay, pot is clay, pot is clay. We know that. But then what is this reality called pot? Yeah. So in relation to the to the clay, you know, what is the reality of the pot in relation vis-a-vis -vis clay? Suppose we say that pot came from clay, sustained by clay, goes back to clay, just like this whole universe, this jagat is, you know, sustained by sat. Out of Sat it came, sustained by Sat and then goes back to Sat. Correct? Yeah. So what is this, you know, in relation to clay, what is this part? It is name and form. And the way to express name and form according to Uddhalaka, the teacher of Shvetaketu, the father of Shvetaketu, is to say word and meaning. Vak and Vikara. Word and meaning. So there is a word called pot which has a meaning. What is the meaning? You know that. It already you know it is in the head. The meaning of the word pot is already in the head. So you know that this, this is a word and a meaning. And if you look at the entire jagat of objects that this subject takes so seriously, word and meaning, word and meaning, word and meaning. Everything that one takes seriously, word and meaning. Town fair, word and meaning. <laughs> you know, 
house word and meaning relatives word and meaning and the word relative is very good because it shows exactly what it is relative not absolute <laughs> word and meaning 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 so this whole jagat is comprised comprising words and me and their meanings a heap of words is this jagat along with some mutually understood meanings that's all this is this is indian magic you don't have to have long sleeves to put things in and say it has gone you don't have to have some slate of hands to say oh the pot has disappeared right in front of everyone what to the what to talk of pot you can make the entire jagat disappear into a heap of verbiage that's all it is and let us understand let us note here that the word verbiage rhymes with garbage so <laughs> the entire jagat is words and meanings crafted by who the i the subject so really speaking what i thought were two things and in the beginning i had to be told that there were two things because i was firmly convinced that there is anatma and anatma is catching hold of me anatma in the form of you know constraints limitations of what i want to do anatma in the form of authority figures anatma in the form of state laws that do, that don't have any loopholes anathema in the form of you know all these uh, codes penal code and all these codes anathema in the form of all the body limitations the mind limitations the sensory limitations anathema in the form of everything that's coming to get me anathema in the form of thoughts that are very unsavory all these things are coming to get me when the anathema becomes more real than the atma there is samsara correct and so therefore when we see the jagat as nothing but sat sat which is which was always there which will always be there which is trikale pitishthati that which is there in all periods of time which is unchanging and sat which doesn't go away which cannot be negated this is what is sat it's limitless unchanging and it is sat it is sentient it is a chit that is sat it is manifest in the form of that which is sentient and then it is a limitlessly manifest sentience limitlessly manifest existence so this is what is called the tat pada vichara tat here being the cause of the universe in the cause of the universe first we say bhagavan and then what we do in vedanta is unpack bhagavan yeah you have to unpack bhagavan you have to you know cognitively unpack bhagavan and i'm not just talking of etymologically the word bhagavan no you are unpacking the concept of god to see what does is this god made up of all power okay what is behind all power all knowledge okay what is this all knowledge you know the 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 ability to create the ability to 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 resolve everything the ability to sustain everything yes these are all powers but who is the one that is wielding all these powers so this is called tat pada vichara where the word bhagavan or the word tat as jagat karanam as the cause of the universe is dissected to reveal what is underneath this mask of bhagavan what is the garb of bhagavan the garb of bhagavan as jagat karta it is the same thing as a pedestal correct it is a pedestal of a, a, a or a throne where bhagavan is made to sit saying this the one who occupies this throne is all knowledge all you know all power everything then you divest this bhagavan to find out you unpack this bhagavan to find out who is it that is sitting on this throne 
it is sat with a crown yeah sat with a crown that has as though become responsible for this whole world of forms and names words and meanings words and meanings this endless manifestation this tapestry yesterday we talked about the tapestry the words and meanings so this canvas is alone obtained at the end of this tat pada vichara this canvas upon which the whole world of words and meanings the embroidery of the entire jagat is projected and then when you do tvam pada vichara an analysis into the word you what do you get you get this canvas again of the atma what is this canvas canvas over which all the feelings thoughts ideas are projected same thing and that canvas becomes the 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 one and only thing which links the atma to what is called sat to what is called brahman to what is called bhagavan that is the that is the underlying equation the underlying identity that belies the overt or apparent differences and when the differences are at the level of word and meaning they are apparent they are apparent because they go away they are not here to stay so their reality is not that you cannot you, they disappear no they don't disappear they disappear into your cognition they disappear cognitively but even though we make the pot disappear cognitively it is still available for transaction correct yeah that is why we say that the sat as it were has two facets to this sat one facet is itself as it is absolute unchanging unmanifest and non objectifiable and the other facet of this sat is you know that which is manifest as many things and those things are just dependent upon this sat a dependent reality a dependent jagat which is dependent on this sat which is revealed as i so the whole jagat is really what dependent upon you don't say bhagwan you yeah the whole jagat is dependent upon you think about it if you were not here to say this is pot will this pot say i am pot no you are the one who recognizes everything that comes under the word this cognition and you are the one who recognizes everything that comes under the word i cognition you are the one who recognizes yourself you cognize yourself that is what is called self evident self lighting and then you cognize everything else no but so many of us are sitting here in this room yeah but i can cognize all the, all these people you can't cognize all the people you can cognize so many bodies and maybe you are a mind reader and you cognize their minds but you cannot cognize that sat as an object because the sat in them is the sat in you yeah so therefore all there is is one atma alone and so just like one clay so many pots the pots depend uh, upon the clay the clay does not depend upon the pots for their existence the clay is an incidental expression uh, sorry the pot is an incidental expression of the clay on from the standpoint of the clay the pot is an in incidental expression clay can be pot clay can be horse we have a horse here the clay can be the horse clay can be another pot you know clay can be a bigger pot clay can be you know some kind of a big cauldron clay can be a figurine clay can be cup saucer lid so many things correct while being uniquely itself while being itself the clay lends its presence to all the whole object all the objects in the clay world so therefore you don't have to do a phd on every single pot all you have to do is know the clay then you know everything ekena mrutpindena the chandogya upanishad says sarvam rinmayam vignatam bhavati 
iti. From knowing one lump of clay, the whole world, the clay world comes to be known. Why? Because all those expressions of clay are incidental. Because the clay does not depend on those expressions in order to be itself. While remaining itself, it can manifest as so many things. And the second example that Uddalaka takes is that of gold and ornament. The gold lends its presence to million ornaments without losing anything. The shine of the ornament belongs to gold, the color of the ornament belongs to gold, the weight of the ornament is also not belonging to the ornament. Who does it belong to? The gold. And this is what it means, Vajarambhanam Vikaro Namadheyam. This is all it is, there is nothing other than this. And this is what Shvetaketu is told. And whereas if you look at it opposite, if you look at it from the standpoint of the pot, what is the relationship of the pot to the clay? Is clay incidental to the pot? No. You can, pot cannot say clay can come, clay can go. <laughs> if it says clay can go, then pot will also go. Correct? Yeah. From the standpoint of the pot, pot, the clay is intrinsic to its existence. From the standpoint of the clay, the pot is incidental, an incidental expression. And so likewise, from the, when you look at Sat, from the standpoint of the Sat, which is everything which is uniquely itself, it can manifest as five million things, five billion things, ten trillion things, and new, new species coming, it, it no dent in it whatsoever. Whereas, from the standpoint of the manifest Jagat, the manifested Jagat, when you talk about so many things, all the mountains or the trees or whatever, so many bodies and minds, they cannot remain without the presence of Sat. If the Sat were to withdraw its presence from the so many the um, you know ways in which all the galaxies, planets, everything are manifested, then those will not remain, you know, at all. They are a dependent reality. And the name for this dependent reality is Mithya. Mithya is Sat. Mithya doesn't have a leg to stand on, just like the pot cannot say, I can live without clay. I just have to practice, that's all. <laughs> Every day I have to practice and one day I'll be able to live without clay. Can it say that? No, it can say that, but it, 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 it's not going to be of much use. Much less the shirt can say, I don't need the fabric, I have outgrown the fabric, I can, I can rest on my own self. You know, Swatasiddhoham, I am self-evident. The, the shirt cannot say that. The fabric in relation to the shirt can say, I am free of the shirt. Shirt cannot say, I am free of the fabric. Shirt has to be fabric. Out of fabric it has come, by fabric it is sustained and whether that fabric is made of nylon or you know, what is that called, you know, raincoat material, rubber, anything or even newspaper. Sometimes you know they make a shirt out of newspaper. Whatever it is, fabric here I mean that which is the surface of the shirt, the material. The shirt cannot exist without the material. The material is the substantive. The shirt is an adjective. But we have it the other way around in the language. We say gold bangle. What is the substantive here? What is the invariable? Gold. So bangle then becomes nose ring and nose ring becomes necklace. But we still we say gold bangle. And then we say cotton shirt. <laughs> what is invariable here? Cotton is invariable. Shirt aata jata hai. Comes and goes. This shows 
that the Ajnanam has pervaded the level of the grammar. That's why we have Atma, Atmanav, Atmanaha, one Atma, two Atma, more than one Atma, Brahma, Brahmani, Brahmani, one Brahman, more two Brahmans, more than two Brahmans. This just shows that our Ajnanam pervades the grammar also. You know? And therefore, this is, you know, we should switch it other way around. Shirty cotton, we have to say. Yeah. Shirty polyester. Shirty cotton. Shirty tea. That means t shirt. <laughs> like that, we have to say bangly gold. Necklacey gold. Like this, we have to change the, the thing to thinking like this. We have to change it in our minds because our minds and our language reproduce this, you know, ulta. It's all upside down, it's inside out. So that which is invariable in every cognition, that, you know, when, the, when you look into the word I, what is obtained is awareness. That's all it is. That is the canvas. What is the I is decocted to in our Tvampada Vichara, it is distilled to, after removing all the not-I areas, not, not the body, not the mind, not the intellect, what is that? Mano, buddhya, hankara, chittani, naha, nacha shrotra, jihve, nacha grana, netre, nacha vyoma, bhumir, na tejo, na vayuhu. First there is they. This is the part of the teaching. Na iti, na iti, na iti. This is the sifting. And then what is this aham? Chidananda Rupaha Shivoham Shivoham Mano Buddha Buddhi Ahankara Chittani Naham. I'm not the various aspects of the mind, like the I notion, like the you know the mind, the intellect, the emotions. I'm not. I'm neither the conglomerate of the sense organs, ears, eyes, sight, sound, etc. I'm, I, I'm also not, you know. The, the five elements from which all these have come. Then what am I? Then you cannot leave it half like that, correct? Then you will get the answer, I am zero. <laughs> then you will have to join a Buddhist class. Aham shunyo ham shunyo ham shunyo ham punaf punaha. You know, instead of saying asango ham, you keep saying shunyo ham shunyo ham. Shunyo ham means what? I am zero. And actually you were better off before the knowledge because occasionally the thought would come, I am hero. And now after the, <laughs> after the knowledge, all the time I am zero. What is the use of such a knowledge? <laughs> From hero to zero. This is called enlightenment. And besides, who is saying I am zero? Are you a sentient conscious being or not? Uh, I have to think about that. All right, let us put it much more basic. Are you existent or non-existent? Uh, I'll call up somebody on the, and tell you. Nobody says that. Are you here? Yes. yes. Always the answer comes late. Always it comes slowly. But it comes. <laughs> when I say, are you here? What says yes? Does the body says I'm here? No. It's not even the mind. That's why it takes time to come. <laughs> it is sifting through all the knot eyes. <laughs> Are you here? Yes. I have, you have to say yes. Even if you say no, what will sometimes, you know, some some rebellious people might be there. I'm going to say no. Let 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 her ask the question again. I'm going to say no. Say no. Are you here? No. Okay. What does that mean when you say no? You are advertising you are here. Yeah. <laughs> like a child that says, don't look behind the door. I am not hiding behind the door. <laughs> so, therefore, when you distill the word I, aham, this aham pratyaya gochara, that which is an ob subject of I cognition, which is itself really, what is the subject of eye cognition? Itself, it is the subject of eye cognition. And what is that itself? It is nothing but awareness, chaitanya, awareness, consciousness. And then when you distill this 
the the, the cap and the gown of Ishvara, uh, holding wielding the the place of power, all knowledge, all power. And what is the truth of Ishvara? Awareness, all awareness, consciousness. That's all. And that is how at that level you can say tattvamasi. And Shwetaketu is told that tatsat. That Sat which as it were became everything without undergoing any change. Tadeva Anupravishat. It lent its presence to everything. It Sattas Purti Pradhanena. It lent the awareness to all the sentient things. It lent its presence to all the things that are now called insentient. And by lending its presence, it became very poor, sad. Dispirited, impoverished Sat. No. Do you become poor when you give away money in the dream? When you give away dream dollars to charity in the dream, do you become poor? No. Just like that. And you also lend your existence to various objects in the dream, sentient and non-sentient. You think of mountain, mountain is there. You think of water, water is there. You think of sun, sun comes. You think of other bodies, other bodies are there. You give yourself a body and say, I am also occupying the dream. It's a clean projection without you undergoing any change. In the dream, if you have a tail, then in the morning do you have to look and see, do I have a tail? No? <laughs> in case there is some residue from the dream, no? It is all just a whole thing is a projection of Bhagavan. Projection of this sentient consciousness, which you know, which when it assumes the 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 pedestal, when it occupies the status of being Jagat Karta, Jagat Karanam, it is called Brahman Ishvara. When it occupies the status of being a you know being obtainable, being recognizable within an individual body sense mind sense complex. It is called Atma I. Same thing. That same sentient consciousness. Just like the fabric, when you make, a, you know, when you make a big parachute out of it, it is also fabric, correct? Yeah. Then you make a small, you know, doll's clothes. You make one shirt, one small little shirt, smaller than a handkerchief. That is also fabric. This is also fabric. <laughs> One is called Bada Parachute, you know, huge, 100 feet this side and the 50 feet that side and, you know, all this. Tied together with strings and upholding this fellow who is jumping out of the plane. And the other one is a small little thing which you can't even put in the washing machine because it's so tiny. <laughs> you can barely stitch it. Doll's, doll's shirt. But both are fabric, correct? And if the doll's shirt had a human mind, it will look at the parachute and say, lift me up. <laughs> you know, you are the one who is sustaining everything. I am a small little, you know, nonsensical piece of fabric. And what is this human mind? Is it aham pratyaya gochara or is it idam pratyaya gochara? We have till, till we have forty minutes still. We, I can wait for the answer. Uh -huh. Now we kind of think of mind is objectified, so it has to be idam. It has to be idam. Yeah, because you can say, I, I, you know, the mind is restless today. The mind is not listening today. The mind is sleepy today. The mind is tamasic today. The mind is rajasic today. Who is the one who is observing? It is that aham. Yeah. So the mind falls under idam, just like the body falls under idam cognition. Now we have a Sanskrit-English mix. You know, idam cognition. Or this pratyaya gochara. <laughs> idam pratyaya gochara or this cognition. Mind also comes under that. The problem is you think the mind to be I. That is, that is why nothing works. Yeah. That is why you don't feel like getting out of bed also on some days. <laughs> because the mind is as good as I. If the mind is not doing well, I am not well. If the body is not well, I am sick. 
Yeah, so this is what it is. This is so this shifting, the first is shifting cognitively to what? To falsify as it were that which does not belong to the I and that which is falsified is brought back with a new status, a status of a dependent reality, this whole Jagat. Brought back means it never went anywhere, cognitively brought back, cognitively separated because it was seeping into the aham cognition, I cognition. So it, it had to be separated and then Chidananda Rupaha, Shivoham, Shivoham, I am that Bhagavan, I am that auspiciousness which is in, you know, which is in the form of this canvas, this unending canvas of awareness, consciousness, sentient consciousness over which all this whole name and form, the tapestry of name and form, forms are embroidered with care. That is what this whole thing is. And so first you have the sifting between aham and idam, then you have what is called cognitively res resolving the idam into aham. But the aham never resolves into idam. Just like the shirt resolves into fabric, the idam resolves into aham. This fabric of awareness envelops everything, accommodates everything. Why? Because it is itself in a different form. Like in the dream world, you have no problem owning up the dream world. You don't say that it was somebody else's dream. Correct? It was my dream alone. My dream universe. Everything is me. Sarvabhutastham atmanam. Sarvabhutani atmani. I am in everything. Everything is in me. We have accomplished this in the dream world. This is something fantastic because we have already done this and we do this routinely in the dream world. Now the only thing to do is to bring it into the waking state as well. In the waking state I don't know what happens because the duality in the dream world you know seems much more manageable than the duality in the waking world. The duality in the waking world becomes much more scary, much more real than what it is. This dependent reality we have to see and anything that is mithya has to have the presence of Sat because without the presence of Sat there is no Mithya and if you don't understand that imagine a pot without a substance. There is no pot without clay, without brass, without gold, nothing, without a material. There is no shirt without fabric, there is no Jagat without consciousness. This I have to see but then I have to see that the other way is not possible. The other way is impossible. You cannot say that the fabric, the shirt is the cause of the fabric. Not possible. The shirt is dependent upon fabric. The fabric is independent of the shirt. So I is independent of everything. I is Sat, everything else is Mithya. And going back to the Upodghata Bhashya, the, the, the beginning Bhashya, the introductory commentary to the Brahma Sutra, Adi Shankara says the cause of samsara, Satyanrite Mithuni Kritya, he said beautiful, that, that introductory Bhashya is so beautiful, it just is so clear and eye-opening. He says the cause of samsara is taking Mithya to be Sat. Satya and Anritam he uses, Anritam here doesn't mean false, Mithya. Satyanrite, Satyamcha, Anritamcha, Satyanrite, Mithuni Kritya. You know, you, you, you kind of marry Satyam and Mithya together. How can Satyam get Mithya and, uh, and Mithya get married together? It's like saying, the pot is saying, I have chosen my soulmate. <laughs> I have found a soulmate. Oh, that's great. Is it this pot? You are in love with this pot? No, no, no. I... I want to get married to clay. That which is non-separate from clay wants to get married to clay. Correct? Yeah. Likewise, the jiva is looking for Brahman. I want to be wedded to Brahman. 
so this is satyanrite mithunikritya this is the that that oppositional or mutual superimposition anatmani atma adhyasa atmani anatma adhyasa that we talked about earlier this is what he says is the cause of samsara and so it's not enough to have a nice happy pink feeling by coating the pepto bismol on the tvam pada and saying you are that which is protected you are asanga you are fine you are okay you you are unaffected by the whole universe because pepto bismol wears off correct yeah after a little while so that is a working definition of the i that as as you have shifted the i you have taken it lifted it out of the whole samsaric uh, identifications and lifted it and kept it separately on the counter to dry off from the ocean of sorrow correct yeah but it's going to fall in it immediately because that's only part of the story the other part is to decry this ocean as but a notion so there is no need to wipe it off no need to do this and how to do that is to say that everything that is mithya is my projection is an extension of this awareness is just like you know it is like say if it is like the gold saying i uphold the entire golden universe i am the star of the golden universe every ornament is me everything is me from the tiniest nose stud to this you know what is that navaratna mala this you know nine layer mala is me alone the one who says that is the one who is you know who is blessed with the fruit of this knowledge the one who can see that and so therefore this is this is what is called you know the 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 understanding of oneself as that consciousness that consciousness alone i am just like the gold in relation to the golden universe can say everything is just myself alone so you see the sat and chit in all the objects including your own body you say this body is just me alone that's very easy to say that you know because that was the starting point anyway <laughs> then you go extend to say wherever there is mithya there is sat and that sat is bhagavan that sat is me so you see yourself in everything sarva bhutastham atmanam in every being what that which cannot be objectified in every body is me correct are you able to see that because see when you say you see swami sitting here do you really see swami or you see swami's body what do you see you know you see swami's body and let's say you are even more skilled and you say okay i know what what she is going to say next you see you you are seeing only swami's mind correct perhaps you can read swami's mind is she going to give prasad today or not <laughs> perhaps you can read it better than i can <laughs> so you can read swami's mind you can objectify you know the body but can you objectify the swami no the same thing that i can do i can objectify your body you can objectify swami body but you can you cannot objectify the sat in anything because that sat is you what is in me is what is in you and that is sat tat sat shweta ketu is finally told satma that sat is you shwetaketo tvamasi tat sat satma tvamasi shwetaketo this becomes the mahavakya where the shifting is done the unification is done and then when you are able to say that this sat alone abides in all beings and this sat is me alone so therefore i abide in all beings sarvabhutastham atmanam pashyan just like when you say touch wood you you are touching the chair hand not even the whole chair just a small portion of the handle of the chair i touch and say touch wood i have transcended the carving i have transcended the paint uh, the varnish and the unique uh, nature of this handle and i go straight to where the chair the sorry the the wood i have transcended the name and form so i can say the same touch wood 
now i am touching a different object what am i touching now table and i can touch the wall and say touch wood i can touch everything and say touch wood i am not touching the name and form i have transcended the name and form without needing to dismantle all the wooden pieces dismantle the chair and make it into a heap of wood i don't need to do that because in my vision it is wood plus an akara a form and a name called chair table you know wall desk figurine this is all the wooden world so the the mithya is the name and form the satyam is the substance and when i can say that when i can see through this entire universe i have called the spoof of this universe there is no more duality because i see sarvabhutastham atmanam and it has to go both ways now sarvabhutastham atmanam i am in everything everything has its being in me alone sarvabhutani cha atmani everything has its being in me which is sat me here doesn't mean one small fellow sitting somewhere in one corner me means the dissected distilled decocted i so when i say i am going i am coming what what do i mean i as it obtains and as it is connected to this particular body mind sense complex but when i say i am in everything i have repositioned this i correct yeah it's all where you place the i pun intended <laughs> where do you place the i sarvabhutastham atmanam sarvabhutani cha atmani and then in bhagavad gita it says ikshate ikshate iksh to see and here it says sampashyan seeing very clearly there should be no shadow of a doubt or vagueness or error in this recognition that all that is here is nothing but myself alone and perhaps you have to go through a stage to do that and what is the stage the stage is is called karma yoga and in this karma yoga what is advised look upon everything as bhagavan correct so you first look upon everything as bhagavan and then with the help of the knowledge then you look upon everything as yourself and that bhagavan as also yourself alone so this is this is what is the ultimate vision which is given in the upanishad so beautiful this upanishad is and it says sampashyan brahma paramam yati yati goes yati goes where does the person go <laughs> go only within you know within quotes doesn't go anywhere where does the person go person attains this oneness of vision through this oneness of vision the person attains brahman first it was called atma now the same same consciousness is called brahman what's the difference no difference they are synonyms there is no atma without being being brahman and whenever you refer to the word brahman you have to refer to the word word atma how many things are there one sometimes it's called atma when you refer to it as obtaining within a particular body mind sense complex and sometimes you call it you know brahman when you talk about it from the collective sense brahma paramam yati na anya hetu na this without this oneness of vision you cannot you know you cannot uh, gain brahman without this oneness of vision brahman cannot be gained it is clearly written here and here there is another small word play just for fun i would like to point it out it says na anya hetu na anya hetu na na yati correct yeah so the yati the word yati first is taken sampashyan brahma paramam yati the person seeing this clearly seeing oneself in everything and everything as oneself as an extension of oneself alone as that consciousness which which is all pervasive consciousness when one sees what happens paramam brahma yati attains this ultimate absolute brahman as the truth of oneself and then the yati goes again with the na 
ಸ್ಪೀಚ್ earlier dehali deepanyaya the logic of the one light sharing two compound walls mm. so there is a two houses in the middle there is a compound wall and then you put a lamp on it which side yard will it illumine both so the yati illumines both sides brahmayati and anyahetuna nayati how beautiful is that very lovely then of course the person who is listening perhaps the teacher sees that ashwalayana the person who is listening the student here is feeling slightly dejected this is a tall order ye kab hoga kaise hoga you know how will this happen how am i going to achieve this and so the prajapati breaks immediately not into song into a contemplation <laughs> so and, and again the unique feature of this upanishad is that each time the meditation or the contemplation is given it is given alongside the teaching the teaching is also unfolded atmanam aranim kritva atmanam aranim kritva pranavam cha pranavam chottararanim pranavam chottararanim ಮುಂಡಕೋಪನಿಷತ್ atmanam you know aranim kritva before seeing the translation let us look at uh, a few back you know little back discussion so whenever the yagna is done in the in the uh, tradition you know nowadays what do people do i i was actually horrified in one place in some interfaith conference i went and some group said we are going to show how yagna is done and they invited me please come you know grace the yagna at 6 6 o'clock in the morning so i said okay because they were showing it so i thought okay i should offer the support so i went there i was horrified because this man bundled up a piece of newspaper and then lit fire to it and dropped it inside the thing we would never do that you know never do that that is in fact seen as sacrilegious but you know they were over there somewhere in spain it was barcelona parliament of world religions and so they couldn't do otherwise so i just uh, you know i say i asked for a quick pardon and continued to sit there so so this is uh, you know there was a way of lighting the fire the fire has to be generated and reverentially placed in the in the in the vedi in the in the homakunda in the in the place where the fire is lit it has to be reverentially placed and so the fire has generated in a very unique way you have a slender stick with a, a wooden stick with a round you know uh, bottom like you know how you uh, the the honey you know for things like that but it doesn't have those uh, uh, circles or those spirals but it just has a, imagine a round bottom like a tiny churning rod you know but a very slender long with a round bottom that is called uttara arani these are this is called arani and then we have adho arani which is the bottom receptacle also made of wood and then it is a flat thick piece of wood with a slight in uh, you know indentation like a bowl and then this one on top you know sometimes they use a little rod with a, a a kind of a thread or sometimes i have seen it even done in between the fingers with the hand and then in between the adho arani the receptacle and the uttara arani the stick they put a dry piece of grass or a rope a small shredded rope 
and then they just keep you know it's an art it's an art form to watch and on one try the beginners will not get the beginners will not get it at all you have to watch the master do it and then when they do it in a certain way the sparks fly and then they take a wood piece and light this 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 spark and take it and and light the fire sacrificial fire when you have the fire ceremony or the what is called yagna fire sacrifice it's a form of worship where right next to it this arani is kept and this rubbing action the friction of the dried uh, you know wood on top of that grass or the rope it catches a spark and then that is quickly put in the thing this is called arani and you know and it is likened to this this repeated uh, uh, rubbing to generate the fire is likened to the contemplation on the dry grass what is that dry grass the word om on the kindling the word om so think of the om as the kindling correct and then the mind you know the the mind is repeating this om rubbing rub the om into the mind <laughs> keep rubbing the the mind and the om together and the sparks of knowledge will fly and the fire of knowledge will burn all karma that is what this is it is so beautiful atmanam here atma means mind the 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 place where the intellect the mind intellect aranim kritva think of the visualize this mind as that place as the arani the place where everything the fire is generated ritually sacrificially in a sacred way atmanam aranim kritva make make the mind into this receptacle you know what is the atma the mind is the receptacle with the bottom part of the arani atma is the adho arani correct arani has two parts uttara arani and adho arani i explain this adho arani means the receptacle and the uttara arani means what the churning stick correct yeah atmanam aranim kritva so you make the atma the receptacle the bottom part of the arani and what is the churning stick om <laughs> yeah om is the churning stick churning rod and so what is the kindling here tatvamasi that we just heard is the kindling you put a little piece of tatvamasi in between the omkara tatvamasi is the teaching the teaching is the kindling and to firm the teaching the kindling is lighted up lighted up is fired up by the repetition of the rubbing of the omkara on the surface of the mind how lovely this is atmanam aranim kritva make the atma the mind into that bottom portion of this fire producing you know equipment called arani and the omkara uchcharanam the repetition of the word om the contemplation on the word om is the churning rod the kindling by interpolation is what you have learnt the tatva masi that you have learnt is the kindling it has been received in the mind but it is not yet on fire <laughs> if that is the case it is not speaking to you completely if that is the case if it is already on fire this is not needed but this is nididhyasanam when the shravana means the listening is not able to completely overcome what is called the viparita bhavana and when person when a person talks in sentences like i know i am brahman but 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 dot 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 i know i am brahman but i don't feel it i know i am brahman but i get angry not like brahman you know 
I I know I am Brahman, but yet I engage in activities that clearly show a big dis- discrepancy between myself and this Brahman. So how do I bring this knowledge more home? How do I hone into this knowledge? How do I live this knowledge? How do I get rid of what is called viparita bhavana, the habitual orientations that, as it were, take me away from this teaching? And for that, it is said that this knowledge you have to assimilate. This knowledge, you keep looking at the meaning of the words of the teaching. Tatvamasi, what is this tat? What is this tvam? What is this tatpada vichara? What is this tvampada vichara? You keep listening to that. You keep playing it out in your mind. You keep thinking about it. And when you think about the words of the Upanishad and repeatedly say, see their meaning. Sometimes you need a little bit of help to do that. So we borrow the help from another Upanishad, the Mandukya Upanishad, and we borrow a monosyllabic help in the form of the word Om. So you bring in the Omkara. What is this Omkara? And all we'll see in the afternoon. Beautiful. So you bring in this Omkara, and then you help this teaching come to life. With the practice of contemplation upon the meaning of the word Om, repeatedly, just like the Omkara itself is that churning stick, and the teaching is the kindling, and the repetition of the Omkara sets the fire to the king kindling, and the knowledge catches fire finally inside. The neurons start firing off, even though we we, we even say this, and then what happens? Pasham dahati panditaha. The person is now called Panditaha. Pandaha Asyastiti Panditaha. Panda means knowledge. Yeah, that's where this Desh Pande has come. Pande Panda. Panda Hona Chaye. Yeah. <laughs> so that is Panda means knowledge. So then what do you do here? You, you, then Pasham Dahati. All the karmas, all the bondages, this fire of knowledge burns. And looks like the Gita is really reading this. The Vyasa has read this Upanishad because he says in the fifth chapter, "Nyana Agni Sarva Karmaani Bhasmasat Kurute." All the karmas, the fire of knowledge consumes totally without a residue. That's why in Arati we burn camphor in front of the Lord. Why? Because it burns without leaving a residue. So that my ignorance is burnt away. Without leaving a residue, yeah. So to understand this verse, we have to understand what is Om. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Om is a word for Bhag- Bhagavan, and it is also Mangala Suchaka. Mangala means what? Auspicious. Om can be is a word that is is a monosyllabic word. Three matras, made up of three matras, a, u, m, and it is the shastra in the, has loaded it with a number of meanings. Om is a name for Bhagavan, the whole, that consciousness which is the truth of everything. Om is a name for that tat which is nothing but sat, which is jagat karanam. And also, which is beyond the jagat karanam, when there is no karanatvam, that is still what remains is Om. Om is the name for Bhagavan in action, Bhagavan in repose. Bhagavan in action means Bhagavan associated with creation, as it were, and Bhagavan in repose, pralaya. And this omkara is loaded. The word Om is loaded with. Several different meanings. First, it is seen as a pratika for upasana. Pratika means a sound symbol. Therefore, you there is no need to write it down. You know, people keep making these big big homes and putting it all over the place. It's not needed because it is not a sa a sight symbol. Swastika is a sight symbol, which the Hitler and everybody distorted it. Swastika means auspicious. It's a it's a sight symbol. Whereas pranava or om is a sound symbol. The blessing is in hearing it repeatedly. 
you hear it, you say it. So this word Om, and why is it heard? Because this was, uh, this dates the time before everything was written down. It was all heard. It was all Karana Parampara. It came from mouth to ear. So this is Om. And so it is the word for Bhagavan. It's a symbol for that meditation. So it's a, first it is Pratika. It's a word to for Bhagavan. Then it is also seen as Alambana. And where did we see the word Alambana? Immediately the neurons should fire. Which Upanishad? Etadhyevalambanam param. Etadhyevalambanam gyatva brahmanupe mahiyate. Etadhyevalambanam shreshtam. Etadhyevalambanam param. No? Tatpadam sangrahena pravakshye om iti etat. Okay, let us go through the Upanishads. Maybe by default it will come. Yeah. What Upanishads we are studying right now? Okay, correct. Katha Upanishad. Lord Yama says this is alambana. Etadhi eva alambanam shreshtam. Etadhi eva alambanam param. Etad alambanam jnatva brahmaloke mahiyate. This is the alambana means that upon which I rely to get to something else, you know. And what is it that one relies on? You know, this consciousness alone, this Bhagavan alone and this Om is a representation of that consciousness. So first as Pratika, which is Bhagavan and Alambana, which is a means, not so Om is the end in the form and it's a symbol, a sound symbol of Bhagavan. It's a Pratika and then it's an Alambana. It's a way to firm up the knowledge in the mind, in the heart. Then finally we also look at it phonetically. The third way to look at Om is phonetically. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om